Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> hey, Raider, hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen. You're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Well, we had a little bit of a mix-up with John McClain. A little time mix up. That's what happens when you do Central Time, Pacific Standard Time. I do it all the time. I mess it up when I'm booking guests. And so uh, we're not able to get John McClain as he is a very busy dude. He's got a couple other interviews lined up. So uh, we'll try to get him some point uh, this this week. Uh, If not, we'll catch up to him on next Tuesday on our regular time. Uh, A little programming note. This, uh, This is actually a really good time to do a little programming note. On Monday, we'll have no live shows. All It'll all be national on Monday as it's Memorial. The whole station is taking the day off, and pretty convenient for me since I'm just getting back from vacation, get a couple days in, then boom, also can get a three-day uh, weekend. But uh, we don't take a whole lot of, of days off around here, as DeMond could tell you. Uh, we don't do a whole lot of that, but we will on Memorial Day on Monday, but we'll be back in action on Tuesday. So go ahead and put that in your notes. Just remember that we will be off on Monday. So John McClain from the Houston Chronicle will not join us, and, and that's okay. I mean, there's plenty to talk about. Uh, in between now and then, coming up at 3.30-ish, around that time, Chris Carlin, co-host of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, he'll join the show. I had a chance to talk to him a little earlier today. Fun conversation with him. We talked some NBA playoffs, talked some NFL as well, so you get that conversation around 3.30. But uh, we've been talking a lot of different things. Uh, tomorrow, OTAs are going on. Uh, the media will have their first opportunity. We didn't get to go out there to r- rookie camp. We didn't get to go out there in the first phase of the offseason programming. Uh, this new regime is picking their and choosing when they want us to be there, and, and that's fine. It's just something that we have to get used to, you know, and, and every regime is different. And so they're allowing us to be there tomorrow when we got that email yesterday. Uh, I was pretty excited. I was pretty pumped up. I was like, hell yeah, all right, cool. So we'll have that opportunity. Practice will be open to us from 10-15 to 12-15 tomorrow. That's going to be fun to check it out, just see how, how they conduct practice. Again, this is not padded. You know, it's not, it's not a whole lot of everything going on, you know, but there's enough going on so you can see some activity. So that, that'll be cool to be out there, uh, get to talk to head coach Josh McDaniels after practice, also some select players. I don't know who those players are going to be, but they'll have a few available as well. So I threw it out there. What would you and what are you going to be focused or would you like to be focused in on if you were going to be out there at the uh, at the practice tomorrow at the OTAs, just being able to get your eyes on on the team? What area of the team would you really want to focus in on? And for me, and I know Gangster Raider called earlier, he was talking about the offensive line, the defensive line, the linebacking core. For me, it's got to be offensive line first. First and foremost, it has to be because that's got to be better. Uh, there's, you know, we can go through the schedule and we did before I left for vacation, we went through the schedule and said, this is a dub. This is a loss this is a dub. You know, we give our estimations and guesstimations. I have the Raiders around 11 wins, 11, 10, 11 wins should be what they're able to do. But if that offensive line, and I'm not even talking about what they did last year, if that offensive line can't hold up, this season's going to be a struggle. You can look at every team in the AFC West and they've got bookends that get after the quarterback. I said it before, the team that's going to win the AFC West this year is the team with the best offensive line. It really is. And I'll say this, Kansas City's offensive line, it's not solidified as it's, you know, the the best offensive line in the division. They've got issues, especially at the right side. The Chargers, we know that they have some issues. Of course, they, they have a rookie left tackle, or, well, he was a rookie last year. That was fantastic. But they have issues at the right side. Denver, there's a question mark. 
particularly at the right side. And the Raiders, they have a question at the right side. Whoever could figure that issue out and solidify it the most is going to be the team that's going to end up winning the division. Because there's dogs that are be going to be coming after the quarterback. I'm so excited about just the Raiders bookends and Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But then another element that you add to this that I'm excited about is, is uh, and now all of a sudden I'm so excited I forgot his name. <laughs> Damn, he was the uh, defensive line? No, Malcolm Koontz. Yeah, Malcolm Koontz. I'm okay, excited yes. about him because he's another, he's another element. You know what I mean? He's a guy that's going to be able to get in there and, and be – you know, not a not an every down guy, but a guy that third and long, Malcolm Coots comes in, pins his ears back, and is out able to add another element. He did a lot with a few amount of snaps last season to the point where I think that he has an opportunity to be a player, like a real player. Now, he's got to go out there and put the work in, but I feel like he, he gives you an opportunity. Yeah, that's a good point because remember when the 49ers made that Super Bowl a few years back where you see it all the time, where like in the NBA, he may not be a number one, but if this guy's your third or fourth option – Yep. Your team's going to be pretty good. And that's what Solomon Thomas had that year with the 49ers, where he was the 49ers maybe fourth, third option mm-hmm. when it came to that defensive line. So Malcolm Coombs can get in that role of just, hey, we already know Max and Chandler, those two are the guys. Right. But for just one or two plays a game, if you can come up big, that's how you're going to earn your money right there. Right, exactly. And at some point, you know, Malcolm Coombs is a young dude. He's a young dude. Maybe he could develop into an every down guy. You know, at some point, Chandler Jones is a little bit older. I'm not trying to retire him. I'm not trying to, you know, write him off. He's an older dude. At some point, he's going to be ready to move on. And Max Crosby's still young. He's still still getting better and better and better. At some point, maybe Malcolm Koontz is the bookend across from Max Crosby. Now, again, I'm, I'm talking way in the future. That's something that he obviously has to develop into. But I think that that's a, a, a player that could be a part of the mix. You know, obviously, the Raiders so far, if you paid attention to what they've done in the offseason – They've done a lot of work on the defensive side of things, right? They've they've added a lot of beef in the middle of the defensive line. They've added other guys. They just uh, assigned another another uh, d- defensive lineman today. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys, especially when you have 90 men, that you could continue to bring in. You bring these guys in. You see how they fit, if they fit. You work them out. And just like they did a season ago, you pe- you keep the best guys that you feel like could be part of a healthy rotation on the defensive line. So you always, like you said, to your point, have a healthy dude. And that's why to the show question about what would you be paying attention to tomorrow? Yeah. For me, it's the corners because I feel like we all know the offensive line. It's got to improve. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's just no ands, if buts about it. That offensive line has got to be better this season. But with Trayvon Mullen, I don't think he's going to be out there because he just had surgery a few weeks right. ago. Yeah, he's not going to So yeah. who's going to be that second corner lining up? Right. Who's going to be across from Rocky Sin? That's a good. That's a great question. That's a really good question. That's something to pay attention to. I got to write that in my notes and and pay attention to that when we get out there. Uh, the defensive lineman that the Raiders signed, I mentioned him earlier in the show, Tyler Lancaster. Uh, he has been in the league for four years with the Green Bay Packers, 2018-2021. He signed with the Packers as an undrafted free agent in 2018. He's been in 59 career games, 21 starts. He has 110 tackles, six tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, one pass defense, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. And he's also played in five career postseason games with four starts, and he had eight tackles. So, I mean, obviously a guy who could play. And, oh, by the way, probably the most important stat that I didn't read off, he played under Patrick Graham in 2018 in Green Bay. So familiarity is there. Exactly. And then I looked at just the measurements. Top of the run as the season went along. But at first it was just pin your ears back and get to the quarterback. If they can slow down the run and even stop the run to a certain extent, especially later in the season when you know guys want to run the ball, teams want to run the ball, 
some weather games mean you have to run the ball. Like that December 24th game in Pittsburgh, there's a good chance there's going to be a lot of the, the ball being ran. Between Najee Harris, Jacob, Josh Jacobs, and whoever else is running the ball, there's going to be a lot of carries in that game. Just, just, just my thoughts on that. So, uh, yeah, we just had a have had all kind of open conversation right now. Would love to hear from you on a, a variety of different subjects. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven. Keyword R and R. Mailman Raider said, "Q, imagine this as a storyline. We clinch the playoffs by the time we play the Niners. You rest Derek Carr and Cap starts versus the Niners. The national media would eat that up. LOL. Yeah, you're right about that." You are right about that. That would be some kind of conversation, right? Jeez. I, you know what? That would be so much conversation. That would be such a big headline. I hope that that does not happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want the team to wrap up and get into the playoffs as soon as possible. But I hope that that doesn't happen because I don't want that to be the head storyline. The other storyline I'm not looking forward to this upcoming year is that Sunday night game when the Raiders play the Patriots. Here oh, at come Stadium. on. What do you mean you're not looking forward to that? Because it's more, and obviously you got to see what the games look like. You know what I mean? you got to see how the season plays out. But it's more than Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick. It's the Raiders against the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what we're going to hear. I promise you. You'll hear that here. That'll be the focus here on this show and on Raider Nation Radio 920. I promise you that. That'll be the focus on our, our station. But nationally it won't. It's going to be... Student versus the pupil, or student versus the teacher, student versus teacher, Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick always wins against his opponent. You know what I mean? Like, that's all we're going to hear all week long. I don't, don't, don't want to hear all. All the graphics that they're going to have yes. up on SportsCenter, yes. this stat or that stat, yes. some accompanying music. You remember when Tom Brady, when it was, oh, the Buccaneers versus the Patriots? That game, yes. that, oh, it was yes. must watch. And, yep. Oh, the history of these two. Is there any frost? Is there any animosity? Come on, that's storytelling right there. Oh, I know. And we're going to hear it all. And, and <laughs> again, I mean, depending on how the season goes, you know, I mean, if the Ooh, pay, playoff if, implications. Right, right. Ooh. I mean, you know, but if the teams are good, as I expect both teams to be good. Did you say that again? No. <laughs> the minute that your watch talks to you without you talking to your watch is what we just had. That moment just happened live on the radio. That's great. It happens on the, my podcast sometimes. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sirius starts talking to me. But that's a whole other conversation. But, yeah, I mean, if, if both teams are, are good, like I said, I, I think they both will be. And there's some playoff line. Oh, yeah, there's, it's going to be Bill Belichick versus former offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. And he knows him and he knows him. And it's going to be like those two are on the field and they're not. They're not on the field. Let's get a close-up on the handshake. Right, Ooh. exactly. Yeah, that was – that was uh, Bill Belichick didn't really acknowledge Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels didn't – he didn't give him a smile. You know, that – yeah, we can, we're going to hear it all. We're going to hear it all. And, again, I get a little bit of it, but it's the overkill. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what I'm not here for. I, I want to break down the football, the football game, the guys that are out there on the field performing, the guys that are going out there trying to get the dubs and the L's. That's what I'm – most interested in but of course that will not be the lead story that won't even be the first three stories that week it won't be it'll all you know, be the about the coach has the the pregame let's say on Wednesdays I think yes. it was last season yep. where it'd be hey you know this upcoming team what do you think so what do you think about Bill right how much do you miss New England exactly absolutely I don't know if that question is going to be asked about how much do you miss New England but oh, there's got to be something that you miss you were there for However many years of what his are, life. What are your memories about being in? Yeah, that's what, that's, yeah, yeah. No, you're right about that. 702-365-9200. Who we got up next, my man? Let's go to Shields Up out in Connecticut. Hey, Shields Up. What's up, my man? Welcome to the show. How we doing, Q? Hey, man, bless. How you doing? Thank you, thank you. Good, dude. Um, listen, I could, I'll talk about the players later on down the road, but if I, hypothetical, if I was a reporter going to this training camp, 
The one person I would focus on is Josh McDaniels. Okay. His interaction with the players, we all know he's the next to nose guy. There's no doubt. And the knock on him was the maturity and with the players. So if he can, that's what I would lock in on. See how he's interacting. Leadership. Leadership. We we know the players. I'm going to talk about those later. Right. So that's, that's all I'm saying. It starts, the genesis starts right now with Josh McDaniels and his leadership. Thank you, Q. And always shields up, man. Take care, man. Hey, Keep great going. stuff, my man. Great stuff. I like it. I like it. That was a really good call. And that's a really good way of looking at things, especially right now. Because, again, you're not going to see a ton from the players right now. You're just not. But the interaction with the coach is that's that's good because that's it doesn't matter if it, who you are. It don't matter if you're a first stringer guy. You're a guy that's expected to be a backup. I mean, it doesn't matter. You have to interact with the coach. That's I like that. I really do. Good call. Shields up. Definitely appreciate you. 702-365-9200. Who's up next, my man? We got Mitch in New Jersey. Mitch, money Mitch. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I hope you had a good vacation. Nice to have you back. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Anytime. Uh, you'll make up for it next week, right? I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a no-brainer. I mean, I'm sure Kaepernick, I don't know much about football. I don't know, I don't know a lot of football, but I would take him over uh, Mr. Mullins there, Nick or Sean. I mean, maybe third string would be okay, and you know, you're getting paid. So he better just uh, change his um, – he just has to look at a different outlook now. I think there's no way, there's no excuse if he's not to be on the team. I think he could have started for a few teams now. I agree. It's the same. He got punished more than than Michael Vick. Yep. What he did, and he was allowed back in. He only missed two years. He's been sentenced for six years. It's six to life. Yep. I agree. Hey, great call, my man. I do appreciate you, and I do. I think I agree wholeheartedly. I think the Caps should have been in the league. You know, we all know why he wasn't in the league. I don't have to go re-over and rehash that. But I remember when I was in Central Texas, and I actually had a lot of people call me, and they were angry. They were really angry. At that time, uh, Greg Hardy had already played for the Cowboys, right? And I, I made the point and said, you know, I will say, as football fans, a lot of us have our priorities backwards. A lot of us are angry over Cap taking a knee because of racial injustice. And a lot of you are applauding Greg Hardy being on the Cowboys because he can get after the quarterback. Where he, we all know what Greg Hardy did. We all know what he did. We saw pictures of what he did. The bodily harm. Cap never touched nobody. And, and again, I'm not trying to rehash the whole thing, but that was this was my argument that I was having in uh, when I was in Central Texas. And I had plenty of people call me angry. To the point where me and my co-host at the time actually got into it. Because he had a point of view that he didn't agree with what I was saying. And we got into it. We, I mean, it was bad. Like People thought that we were never going to do a show together again. It was so bad. They're like, oh, man, that's, they're never going to be able to move forward after that. But, you know, we're you're professionals. You do what you do. You know, you, you disagree, and it's fine, and you move on. But, yeah, it was, it was wild, man. It was, it was really crazy, and I, I think about that stuff all the time. And I hate to keep bringing up Deshaun Watson, but that situation in Cleveland, especially, I don't know if you saw the HBO special last night. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, that, that already dropped. Oh, yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't look good for him. You know, and, and I know that criminal charges were not – against him and I know everyone's innocent until proven guilty I get that but man some of the things that that dude is is accused of doing and all of it's allegedly again I wasn't in the room and neither were you so we don't know exactly what happened but it's not it's not it's not something that I think most teams would say hey yeah no problem but they you know they've investigated that's what the Browns have said they gave him 230 million dollars guaranteed (laughs) you know I mean I laugh because it just to me it just it really kind of puts things in perspective sometimes you know 
We'll see. And real quick, speak on that Greg Hardy thing a little bit more. When the production isn't there, then it's the grounds for, hey, man, he wasn't just providing for us, so then we can let him go, right. even though we know the terrible things that he had, he did in the right. past. Well, look at Ray Rice. Look at Ray Rice. When he couldn't run the rock no more, oh, yeah, hey, he can't do these kind of things. He's out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the reality of it. I get it. That's the reality of it. But for Cap, he never physically harmed anybody. Anybody. He hurt some people's feelings. Real quick about Deshaun Watson. We were going to get into this with John, but I just got to bring it up now. He gives Anthony Walker Jr. a Rolex during <laughs> Anthony Walker Jr.'s press conference when he's speaking to the media. Deshaun Watson just has to come, hey, man, thanks for giving me number four because he's moving over to number five now. Didn't want anything. He's just like, hey, I'm just going to do the right thing. You're the $230 million man. Sure, you can have number four. But Deshaun Watson just wanted to give him a Rolex while he's speaking to the media, trying to carry some good favor, but not fooling me. Well, he was out there today. He was out there shaking hands, dapping people up, happy to be out there. And I get it, man. He's happy to be out there playing football. You know, but he's got a whole lot going on off the field that I would think, and again, this is just me thinking, obviously I don't know, I would think that a team would rather him have cleared all his issues up before they sign him to a massive contract, but that's not the case. It really isn't. So, again. See some of the quotes right here on the TV screen. I know. Got, I can't um, even, half the stuff that he's accused of, I can't even say on, on the air. One of the women's on the record saying he's being rewarded for bad behavior, and he clearly is. I mean, you know. $230 million, there's no way around it. Where even if you want to say, if you believe him wholeheartedly, Ah, uh, man, but when you, if he's going to be your franchise quarterback, wouldn't you at least want a contingency plan in place to be just like, in case. just in case something else pops up right. that we don't know about that you weren't truthful about? And you know, the thing about it is I don't, I don't blame the man for getting as much money as possible. And if the Browns want to give you $230 million, I'm not the guy who's going to say don't do it. But I do look at the way that they structured this year's contract, knowing that he's probably going to get suspended. And Roger Goodell talked about that uh, yesterday in Atlanta, was talking about uh, that that investigation is going to be coming to an end pretty soon. If... If I was going to do that, then I would, you know, if I was that team, I wouldn't structure his contract where he's getting, he's only getting a, a million dollar base salary and then that's what the money that's going to come out of his suspension. I mean, they basically made it like, hey, yeah, this million dollars, you might get the whole thing suspended, but you got 229 other million, you're fine. That, I mean, they did that on purpose. There's no doubt about it that that's how they structured that just to avoid a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of his suspension money that, that he'd be giving up if he, in fact, he does get suspended, which I would, it would blow my mind if he didn't get suspended. But we'll see. Again, crazier things have happened in the NFL. So Raider Nation would love to hear from you again. 702-365-9200. Like I said, man, been talking about a lot of different subjects. Uh, tomorrow's OTAs is what I'm really uh, focused in on and interested about. Uh, if you were there as a member of the media to watch and if you uh, – you know, could be focused in on one area of the team. What would it be? Shields Up gave us a great one when he said uh, the head coach, Josh McDaniels. I thought that was a great answer. So we'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ. Of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Got to give a big shout out to my guy, Ty. 
Ty hit us up on the Sammy Dash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What up, Q and Damon? This is Ty. I also live in Missouri, but I'm not Ty in Missouri. <laughs> Just wanted to say I hope the vacay was good and glad you're back, Q. I hope you rested your body and rested your brain. Also, Raiders. So uh, thank you, Ty, for that. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I did get uh, a lot of rest, a lot of relaxation, and uh, watched a lot of basketball. I'll tell you that. I was able to sit at, sit at a bar and watch a lot of basketball and check out the waves and the ocean and just kind of relax. And it was it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, Hawaii is a great place. Went to Maui with the wife and uh, just hung out. And it, it was it was it was fun, man. We were there for felt like we were there for like seven or eight days. I mean, we went what Wednesday. We just got back last night. So, yeah, it was it was a long, nice little long time that we were there. Uh, really good, really fun. Now I'm ready to be back and, and make it all happen, go full throttle. And, well, training camp, not training camp, but OTAs will be out there tomorrow. Real quick, you don't strike me as an activities guy. Did you do any of the Hawaii things to do? Like, did you try to go surfing or something? No, I didn't go surfing. And, and normally I'm not an activities dude, but I did tell the wife before we left, I was like, you know what, whatever. Because she kept asking me, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in Hawaii. Like, whatever. Sign us up for whatever you want to sign us up for. I don't care. So first day we went snorkeling. And I'm not even a swimmer. I know. <laughs> I'm not even a swimmer. But one riding in the boat all the way out to where we out to the like the peak that we went to was fantastic. And I will admit the water was a little cold at first, but I got adjusted pretty quick. And uh, they gave us those little noodles that they call to hold on to. I didn't have a life jacket on, but I did have noodles. And uh, yeah, man, when you put the little the goggles and the snorkel stuff gear on and they're like that, and then you look into the water and it's clear and you can see the bottom. That's amazing. I saw I saw an eel, we saw an octopus, we saw dolphins that were actually they were kind of uh, hanging on the side of the boat while we were headed back. They were, they the the guy was telling us that what they do is they ride the wave. The dolphins like body surf on the wave, so they the, they that gets that attracts them. So they were all excited by that. So we kind of watched them do that. Um, yeah, man, it was cool. It was crazy just to look down and like I, I thought I was looking at an aquarium, you know, but but I was in the water. So that was that was fun. Uh, let's see what other activities did we did. We went to the Luau on Friday night. Uh, that was cool. Uh, I tweeted out a couple pictures of that. Uh, that was fantastic, as a matter of fact. Um, then we went to the Hawaiian Spirits. It's like a distillery. Ooh. Yeah, we went there. It was supposed to be for Ocean's Vodka. You know, and I don't know if you've seen that. And they they have it at least. It's little. It's a blue bottle that's kind of cocked to the side a little bit. It's like a little, almost looks like a globe, but it's not. It's just a little blue bottle. Anyway, it's cool. So they have that Ocean's uh, Organic Vodka. That's what originally it was. So we went there, but they also have, like, gins that they that they produce. And they also have this other stuff. It's a bourbon and a rum combined. It's called Brum, conveniently, right? Bourbon and rum. And it's in a really cool-looking jo- uh, bottle, and it's a really expensive. And so we got a bottle of that, and we were able to do a little tasting of that stuff. So we just did a lot of different... Those were like the big things. We were supposed to do the road to Hannah or Hana. I don't know how to say that. I'm going to get in trouble. I, I was learning. I was learning my Hawaiian words while I was there. <laughs> Every time I said that little phrase, the wife always corrected me. I always got it wrong. So I think it's I think it's Hannah, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Real unsure about yourself. I'm very right there. unsure. No, hey, look, man, it took me three days to learn what city we stayed in. You know what I mean, or what part of the the island that we stayed in. We stayed in Kihei, but I always I was calling it Kihei for a while, and I had all kind of different different uh different names for it but uh yeah man we just did all kind of stuff those were the big time activities we didn't do that that road to you know hannah uh that that tour because it was already sold out and they said that we could drive it ourselves but that would have been me driving it mm-hmm. and that means i would have missed everything 
the wife would have saw everything and be like, oh, look at this. And I'm like, I can't. I'm driving. So I overruled that one. We were supposed to do that, but I didn't get a chance to because I, I took too long to tell her to, to go ahead and book it. And so that just means that she told me that's an excuse for us to have to go back. All right, one last thing before we move on. That Ocean Organic Vodka, the bottle, yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's great. I love it. It was good stuff. I, I'm a I'm a big Ciroc guy and a Tito's guy, right? Those are the two vodkas that I usually get. But I probably bought about three bottles of that that organic vodka. I didn't get the big bottle because I kept saying, oh, I'll just get a small one. And then, you know, we kept running out. So I kept going back <laughs> and getting a, another one. So I probably got about three of the small ones while we were there. That was really cool. Uh, we got a text from the 707. Did you go to the Pearl Harbor Memorial? No, I didn't get to go to that. I didn't, I didn't get there. Um, there was a lot of things that we didn't get to do. I did run into Aaron. I did get to check out our guy, Aaron. So that was cool. Uh, shout out to my man, Aaron, who's out there uh, in Maui. We get to hang out for one night, uh, you know, a couple drinks, whatever. That was fun. Uh, I took my basketball stuff so I can go play ball. Never got on the hoop court. Never got on the hoop court. I almost played beach volleyball. That was going on at the beach, but uh, we ended up, we had to go somewhere early one morning. Uh, oh, that's where we went. We went to Lahaina. Yeah, we went to Lahaina. I only remember that name because it sounds like I'm saying like Lahaini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you elaborate on what that is? No, it's this. It's this. Uh, it's like Old Town, right? And it's called Front Street, and it's almost like there's a bunch of you could walk. So we got out there, we parked, and we walked, and there's a bunch of shops and all this other stuff, and there's this crazy tree where it it comes out of the ground, but then the root or the uh, the branches fold over. There's a ton of them. The wife has a picture. I'll have to get one from her. Anyway, there's a there, it's, it folds over and it's like they grow back into the ground. It's really it's wild. It's right it's right in front of the courthouse, of course. So uh, you know, but we went there and we spent the afternoon there. It's like an hour drive from where we were, but it was it was really cool to check that out. Um, what else? I don't know. I can't I can't think of everything. I mean, we just did a lot, but then we also did a lot of just kind of relaxing and, and chilling at the beach. The last night we were there, Monday night, we just sat on the beach for I don't know, like an hour, maybe two hours. Uh, to to watch the sunset come down and everything and and that was really cool to be able to do that but we spent some time on the beach and I'm not really a beach guy but it's cool you know if if you're in Hawaii you do you know like I always tell the wife in Rome and when in Rome do like the Romans so when in Hawaii do like the Hawaiians <laughs> and everybody else is there so <laughs> that's kind of what we did you know we just I just was winging it man I was I wasn't worried about it I didn't have any radio to do I didn't have any podcasts to do I didn't have any interviews to do uh, I had a couple people hit me up hey Q can I get you on 15 minutes to talk about the Raiders I was like no. Nope, I'm on vacation, bro. <laughs> so, you know, and, and actually, I really didn't even pay attention to my phone that that much. Uh, I got a couple texts here and there. got a couple, uh, you know, work emails here and there, but I uh, didn't really do any of that either. I left my computer at home, so I didn't have to worry about getting on the computer and doing any kind of work. So I was literally, like, out of pocket. Hold on real quick. What would have been the one story for you to be like, yo, baby, I got I, 30 minutes at least. I got to do this hit. Uh, Kaepernick signing. Okay. <laughs> because, it, I mean, it, it would have been something that everyone hits me up about. You know what I mean? And ask me, hey, you know, what are your thoughts? This and that. So I'm glad that all this happened when I got back. This is great. You know, and, and again, for me, it's not a story more than today. You know, I'll talk about it on the podcast for tomorrow. And then and then we'll see what happens after that. You know, and if, if even who knows, maybe we'll find out today that he doesn't sign. If that's the case, no big deal. Hey, this is what happened. They brought him in for a workout. He left. He didn't sign. Fine. That's it. You know, but right now, May 25th. It's it's a big deal for a day. And then 
the real focus for tomorrow is OTAs. That's my real focus. Like, that's what I'm excited about. Getting the first opportunity to be out there and seeing the guys and the head coach interact with each other and see how that goes. That's I'm excited about that. I've already kind of scheduled meetings that are going on here. You know, uh, Natalie, who's our boss, was like, hey, let's meet tomorrow morning. I was like, nope, can't do. <laughs> I know you're in charge, and I can't tell you no, <laughs> but <laughs> this is the case. This is the story. There's the media availability tomorrow. I've got to kind of be there. So it's all good. I'll meet with Natalie tonight. That's all good. I'll work a little overtime here at the station today to be able to open up a little bit of a window tomorrow. 3.34 is the time. When we come back, Chris Carlin, co-host of Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. He'll Well, you'll hear that conversation I had with him a little earlier today, talking NBA playoffs and talking NFL. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Pleased to have now on the phone lines is the co-host of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio from 3 to 7 p.m. That's Eastern Time, and that is Chris Carlin. And Chris, before we jump into any Eastern or Western Finals conversation, I want to congratulate you teaming up with Chris Candy on ESPN Radio. How's it been so far, you two getting this new show up and rolling? It's been awesome. You know, Canty's a tremendous guy. Uh, I've known him for a while, and getting a chance to work with him is cool. He's, um, you know, it, just as a, a former NFL player and uh, with the Cowboys, with the Giants and the Ravens, you get great perspective, things that I don't even think of, but he's just so much to me in so many ways that I, it really is very comfort- a very comfortable for prim- position for me to be in where I'm allowed to just be the moron that I am and he gets it. So, uh, yeah, listen, it, it's been fun so far. We're, we're enjoying it. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. And, man, isn't it cool when you could be a moron and you can still sound like you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I've been fooling him for a while, so hopefully that continues. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. But I did want to get into some NBA conversation with you. Eastern Conference Finals, Game 5 is going on tonight, the Heat and the Celtics. Have you gotten a good gauge of this series yet of what kind of like a direction it's going or the trends? It just seems like every game is its own individual series. I can't figure it out. Um, I mean, I heard Mike Breen the other night. Like Mike even said, I'm at a loss right. for what this is. Nobody knows what it is. And uh, I think it's fascinating that that has turned out to be the case. Uh, for me, I just expect the Celtics to grab hold of this at some point. If they don't show up tonight, it's a major red flag for me. Right. Um, I think it's one of those situations where, yes, the game's in Miami. But they had their throwaway game to me in game three. It, it cannot happen again. And you have to treat this with the level of respect uh, that it deserves. Because I, I do think in this series, the Celtics have kind of looked at it at times like we're, we're just a lot better than this team. And if we don't turn it over as much as they did in game three, we're going to be fine. That might be true. But this is a game where you have to show an urgency. And it's no mistaking that the team that wins game five wins the series 82% of the time. Right. So if that's the case, if you're Boston, you have to make sure you lock up the heat tonight. You really do. And, you know, the one of the biggest mysteries in this whole series has been, okay, one day one guy is out due to COVID, you know, and then all of a sudden Marcus Smart, is he in? Is he out? Who's here? I mean, it's just it's injuries. Jimmy Butler on the other side with injuries. It's just that has played a major role as well. And it seems like every single day we don't even know what the injury report's going to look like. It's different as well. 
It's nuts. And especially with the heat, you look up and down, you really don't know who's going to be able to go and who's 100% and who's not. And then the smart thing the other day, but then the Celtics go out and blow them out. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'd be surprised if Marcus Smart didn't play tonight. But at the same time, um, I've never seen a series like this right. where you truly, when you're finding out, COVID aside, when you're finding out an hour before the game, that you don't have one of your stalwarts and it wasn't something that you were counting on. I mean, that's happened, what, three times already in this game? Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, when does that truly happen? That didn't happen a lot during the regular season, for Pete's sake. No, no, it really doesn't. It's just made this series that much more intriguing, and the Eastern Conference Finals has been uh, fantastic. Again, we're talking right now with Chris Carlin, co-host of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, here on Unnecessary Roughness. And as far as the, the, the championship goes, I mean, a lot of people have already said whoever wins the Eastern Conference Finals is going to go on to win the championship. I know there's two teams out west that are battling right now it looks like the Warriors are going to advance but are you in that that camp as well where you think that the the champion of the whole uh, the whole NBA is going to come out of the east absolutely not I I think the Warriors are the best team right now okay um I I would be very surprised if either of these other two teams beat them um and I know what why people say that I think the Celtics are the ones that would really have the better chance but I still I would still pick the Warriors in that series. What I want to see from the Warriors, get yourselves the week off that you need. Right. You know, yep. this is an older team in a couple of ways. Uh, you can get a little bit healthier. GP3 is back. Uh, GP2, rather, is back um, doing things with uh, the, you know, in basketball activities. Gary Payton after his injury with the elbow. Um, I honestly believe that the Warriors are the best team left. And... You know, I heard I heard this. This really kind of annoyed slash aggravated me that people are saying, "Well, listen, don't let the Mavericks get to Game Six, really, or what?" <laughs> right? Like, does anybody think the Warriors are really going to be, you know, tightening up in that situation? No, no, absolutely not. This is not a team that hasn't been there before. If the rich, if the situation were reversed, I would absolutely say that. Uh, about the Mavericks, if they were up three games to none and let it get to 3-2, I wouldn't bet against the Warriors at all, but I, I don't see that. I I think the Warriors right now, amazing that they have done this in this third different iteration of the team. While they have had the same centerpieces with, with Curry, Clay, and Draymond, that they're going to win a fourth championship to me this year uh, in a third different itera- iteration of the team. The pre-Durant days, the Durant days and now this with Poole and with Looney and with everything they've been able to do with Wiggins, it's it's pretty impressive. It really is. And as a Warrior fan, it's music to my ears to hear you say that. I mean, it really is. Like I said, as a fan, the pre-KD days were my favorite championship. That was the favorite championship. Sure. Then obviously KD was fantastic. But this team has just blown me away because, again, as a fan, I didn't think that they were going to be in position to go on this run. They all kind of got healthy at the right time. Poole stepped up. But I'll say this, Chris, the one thing that bothers me about the way the Warriors play is the turnovers. I feel like that that's their Achilles heel, that if they don't stop turning the ball over at the high rate that they are, that's going to cost them a game or two. I, I agree, and that's why I'm saying, like, get yourselves the week off. Don't have that take the night off like they did against Memphis, you right. know, where they yeah. just get throttled. That, that You don't need to do that again, but I, I think we saw in game three from the Warriors that 
going up three games to none, while they didn't win last night, going up three games to none, they really put the Mavericks in the squeeze box at that point. And so I expect them to wrap this up. Well, I'll tell you, the NBA playoffs so far has been a lot of fun just to watch. And the finals, obviously, Eastern and Western. I can't wait to see who's actually going to battle it out for the trophy at the end of the day. Now, now, Chris, I did want to go ahead and transition into some NFL with you as well. Uh, of course, it's only OTAs for a lot of the league right now. We're a long way away from training camp. But there's been so much shakeup in the NFL this year. You know, many different stars have moved locations. I cover the Raiders here in Las Vegas. Obviously, there's a lot of change. Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels. But what intrigues you? What storylines are you really paying attention to as far as the NFL goes? Well, the Raiders did one of them uh, with Derek Carr because, you know, they gave him that extension, but it wasn't the, you know, the seven-year Raider for life extension, right? Yep. Um, they've, they've done all they can with McDaniels and with Adams to truly help him um, and help that team get to the next level. Raiders have to go uh, and do some damage in the playoffs. You know, I think it was incredible what they did this past season. Uh, to get to the postseason, considering everything. But, uh, you know, for Derek Carr, uh, there's so many people around the country that say he's underrated. Well, okay, he needs to remove that moniker from him by getting properly rated and winning games uh, in the playoffs. I, that, that's a big one for me with Carr. Uh, I really think that people, uh, I'm amazed at the lack of respect that the Cincinnati Bengals are getting. I think a lot, and it kills me to say that I'm a Steelers fan. It kills me <laughs> to say that, but it, it is amazing to me how much better they have gotten. They they took what was an immense weakness and turned it into a strength with their offensive line this off season, and they've gotten better on defense. I I really love what they have done, and I still think as much as the rest of the you know, especially in the West with what the Chargers did to get Khalil Mack, with mm-hmm. the Chiefs moving away from Tyreek Hill. I really think that the AFC still goes through Cincinnati right now. Mm. And, you know, you look at the odds makers, they certainly don't think that's the case. But um, that that is a story that really intrigues me. And I know that this is one that will catch people maybe a little bit off guard. The Jets intrigue me. Yeah, is it, yeah. you know, are, is this it? I've been a big Joe Douglas believer. I worked in Philadelphia when he was uh, their director of pro personnel with the Eagles. And I, I saw what he did down there and helping to build that championship team of 2017. I, I think they have the right guy in place, but it's all Zach Wilson. It's all Zach Wilson. I mean, it's all about doing a lot to help a guy. They've done a ton to help him. And, they finally need to get that guy a quarterback. They really, it, they've gone through it for so long. And from what I gather, like there was some real maturing he needed to do. Right. Right. Uh, after year one, I think there were some people in that building who were rubbed a little the wrong way by, you know, just an arrogance that's going to be there with quarterbacks to begin with. But, you know, from all accounts, he's done all the right things this offseason, throwing camps with his guys and all that kind of stuff. So let's see it translate this coming year. Well, I'll tell you, uh, they, they had a heck of a draft. And, of course, we don't know what the outcome is going to be for a few years. But on paper, they're tra-
a really good draft, and so I got to give the Jets a lot of credit for that. We're talking right now with Chris Carlin, co-host of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time here on Unnecessary Roughness. I did want to ask you about the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson and the HBO special played on Sunday night with a couple of his accusers. Uh, this whole situation to me has been real sticky and real ugly and, and just a, kind of a bad – it's a terrible look, actually. But what did you think of just, you know, the, the HBO special, how much more this can make this situation work? for Deshaun Watson and his potential suspension coming up? Listen, I think Deshaun Watson at this point, like if I'm the Browns, I, I can't count on having him at all right. this year. You know, I, I really can't. I understand why they made the deal that they did. It's just such a horrible look all the way around. And <laughs> it, it, it's amazing to me. What do they care about? They care about winning, of course. Um, you look at the same thing that's going on in D.C. with Daniel Snyder mm -hmm. and all the accusations that have been around that organization for the last few years, and what are they finally getting ticked off about? The owners that he's cheating them out of money. Right. You know, yeah. that could actually end up pushing him out. It tells you what ultimately matters. And um, with Watson, uh, he's an undeniable talent, but I just don't know if he's doing himself any favors by continuing to push the envelope when you read some of his early testimony and some of these depositions when it's clear there were some things going on that he just, you know, that he's guilty of, I think. And so that, that frustrates me that uh, there isn't a part of him willing to take accountability. But uh, should I be surprised uh, when it comes to today's athlete? I probably shouldn't. It's just it's not even athlete. I shouldn't say that. It's just today's society where it's just deny, deny, deny. Oh, I lied. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. We'll, no problem. We'll see. I, listen, I don't know for sure that he lied, obviously, but I, all I can say is it doesn't look good. And I, I can't, figure out the Browns without knowing the answer to that question. No, I got you. I got you 100%. Final question for you. You mentioned the Steelers. You mentioned being a Steeler fan. Uh, again, I cover the Raiders here in Las Vegas. They play on Christmas Eve in Pittsburgh. Who's going to be behind center for the Steelers when that game kicks off? No, it'll be Kenny Pickett. I, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Um, at that point, I think they will have seen enough of Trubisky where either they still know that he can play, but he's going to be better off being somewhere else or they're not going to be in it enough to justify not playing Kenny Pickett. So I, I'll be stunned if it's not Kenny Pickett. There you go. Simple as that. Chris, fantastic stuff. Again, that's Chris Carlin, co-host of Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, 3 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, Eastern Time. Chris, fantastic job. Great job on the show with uh, Chris as well, <laughs> and I do appreciate you. Q, thanks, man. There he goes right there, Chris Carlin. Good dude. It was uh, fun catching up with him, and uh, he just recently got that job, man, and that's uh, that's, a, that's a tough one, but uh, also uh, one that looks like it's a lot of fun. Chris Canty, I don't know how much uh, you pay attention to what he does early in the morning sometimes on ESPN, but uh, as a former player, he's a, he's a really good analyst and breaks it down, so I enjoy listening to Chris Canty, and Chris Carlin has done a really good job uh, as well doing that show with him. So many thanks for giving us a few minutes of time. Earlier today at Regional Justice Center in Las Vegas, former Raiders head coach John Gruden was uh, in attendance for his lawsuit against the NFL. And just, I mean, to really boil it down real quick, fast and in a hurry, the NFL lost round one. 
Uh, the judge denied the NFL motions to dismiss Gruden's lawsuit and his uh, their their efforts to move it to arbitration. Uh, she said no on both of those. So there's going to be it looks like it's going to go to trial unless there's some kind of settlement su- uh, that is that is that is agreed upon at some point. I know John Gruden said that uh, he's going to let everything play out and go Raiders when he was walking out of the courtroom. Uh, there's many people, including Sean Reed, that was in attendance. I believe Adam Hill was there. Uh, Tina Nguyen was there from. Uh, uh, I, I, she's on what channel 13 I believe she's on I don't want to yeah I think she's on channel 13 uh, anyway there's <laughs> I know DeMond knows <laughs> I know DeMond knows that's a, that's the inside joke inside jokes don't work on the radio but uh, he's always been he's always been connected by his his homeboys have always thrown him in there and always uh have talked about him and just different things that that he has gone through. <laughs> Moving on, John Gruden. Right, right, right. It's another Kayla situation, uh, according according to his friends, but it's not it's not the truth at all. But his friends try to throw him in there, and that's why. Uh, yeah, my bad, Demond. <laughs> I just did you so dirty. I just did you like your your homeboys be doing you. But uh, no, this is this is now de- with this audience. This, right, exactly. Because they'll believe. It. Yeah, I know, I know. This that is not the situation there at all. But that's what his homeboys try to put on him. So he's he's been given a bad rap. That's one that I could actually back him up and say, hey. You gave you gave the dude a bad rap on that one, but uh, yeah, bad bad inside joke right there. But we'll try to get someone on the show tomorrow uh, that can give us a few details of what happened inside the courtroom. Again, uh, the nuts and bolts of it is basically the NFL lost round one. Doesn't mean that they're going to lose the whole thing. Doesn't mean that it's going to eventually, like I said, end up in trial and John Gruden's going to win. Uh, there's no telling that. You know, they, it could very easily uh, get settled at some other point. Uh, but there's there's like I said, round one uh, went to Gruden and, and his uh, his team. And the NFL took the first L. So we'll see what happens after that. Vinny Bonsignor, he's coming up next in the huddle, 4 to 6 p.m. He's got a lot in store for you. I'm sure he'll be breaking down this Kaepernick conversation. He'll be talking about OTAs, probably what he expects to see out there tomorrow. I know he'll be in attendance. So uh, lots of good stuff coming up, 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Of course, myself and DeMond will be back here tomorrow excited about what I was able to see at OTAs. We'll talk about that. We'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels and a whole lot more. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, Vinny's up next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.